0: welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Here with me today to talk about anxiety at school are four high school students from the West Coast and East Coast who are also on our National Student Advisory Council. Now, as a reminder, the information during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended nor is it implied to be a substitute For professional medical advice okay let's get us started today by having each of you introduce yourself where you're from and briefly tell us a little bit about your experience starting back to school this fall
1: um i guess i can kick us off my name is liana and i'm from oregon and my experience going back into school has definitely been filled with a lot of anxiety definitely some events where i've had to like take myself kind of away from the classroom kind of build up, but we'll talk about that later.
2: Hi, my name is Sami Shetty, and I'm from Winville, Washington, um, and we'll definitely go into depth um, about this later, uh, but going back to school has definitely been a change um, from being online very emotionally filled. Um, we can talk about that soon.
3: Hi, I'm Molly. Um, I am from Medfield, Massachusetts. I'm a junior, and going back to school has been a pretty crazy experience so far. Honestly, being back in person full-time is pretty weird, I guess. (laughs) um, It feels a lot different than last year, so there's definitely been some anxiety around that, and I'm excited to talk about it. Hi, my name's Emma. I'm
4: from Pennsylvania, and Last year, I was lucky enough to be in-person part-time. They either gave us a hybrid option or a full cyber. So this hasn't been such a stark change, but that doesn't mean it hasn't come with its own problems.
0: Well, you know, I I really appreciate you all with the hanging hanging edge there of what is going to be to come. And I'm really wondering, you know, how did you cope with with this sudden coming back to school and all the changes? Um, what were some of the initial things you did?
1: Well, you know what, Dr. I really I wasn't expecting it because before COVID, I have always been sometimes was really comfortable in school. I could just go through my day, go home and I'd be perfectly fine. But um, going back, I there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of like um, stress that I wasn't ready for. Um, having to sit still through a class because someone that has ADHD, it was kind of nice to, um, have that computer that I could just walk around with if I ever needed a little of a break. But having to sit through my first math class where the teacher, all she did was sit up there and write on the board. Um, it was really hard for me to engage and that, like, got me really stressed out and to cope with that, um. I wasn't prepared for it, so I really just had to tell my teacher, hey, um, I just need to step out for a second, so I took a little break, and then I was able to go back in, but that was definitely my, is the first day of school, too, <laughs> and that's how I handled it. Probably not the most efficient, but it was what I could do at the time.
3: Yeah, the first couple of days of school, I was, like, crazy nervous to be back in person, but um, and I get a lot of anxiety specifically before school, like before I even get there, I guess the anticipation just gets really hard for me. So those first couple of days of school, I literally was like not eating breakfast in the morning because I was just so nervous, like could not even handle it. And I just started creating some bad habits. So I sort of decided the second week of school, I was like, OK, I need to get into like routine routines this doesn't keep happening so some of the things i did that have been really beneficial for me is one just setting my alarm 15 minutes earlier just so i have a little more time to like wake up and feel okay about starting my morning and then also something that I've started doing this year is showering in the morning and a lot of my friends think I'm so weird for doing that. They're like, how do you have the energy for that at like six o'clock in the morning? But it's honestly really calming. I feel like the water wakes me up. It's like kind of a good way to start the day. And then also when I get out of the shower, I listen to music in the morning. It's just really calming and it just kind of helps me get into like that good mindset before I go to
2: school. I like there are that. a couple things that you mentioned there that are spot on. Um, I started. Well, going back to school I think was very socially overwhelming, and I've never been like that just because I'm like an ASB kid. Um, and student government and being involved is all I've ever known. Um, but a couple things that really helped were a, I started time blocking. Um, so I have like a very established routine as far as like what my day looks like. Um, and then the other thing is I am a competitive swimmer and. I have two practices a day and my first practice is at 5.15 in the morning. So it's really early um, and I'm up really early, but I found it to be very peaceful to just like jump in the pool um, so early and it's just like a mind reset. Um, It's exhausting, but it is definitely very serene.
4: (laughs) What I found to be pretty weird was that so standards, I feel that they were pretty lax last year because mm-hmm. um, you know, you were expected to do less. You were given the benefit of the doubt. Um, things were allowed to be turned in late. And honestly, the classes were pretty modified to be a little bit easier because, I mean, that was the last thing you wanted to think about when you were just thrown into this pandemic and it was still pretty new. But this year, it's kind of back to the way it was before and it was a pretty big surprise it's like oh yeah we it's just different because it's you know you we haven't been in that more it's not completely normal yet obviously but we haven't been in that environment for so long so those expectations being put back up there it's it was a little weird at first it's getting better but like now you actually have to study your vocab and um you know know what's going on and it's just you know, we didn't have to do that for a whole year and a half of the year before that. So it's it's a little weird.
0: So do you think school anxiety is actually more significant now that, that students are returning to school in a school environment for the first time in a while? Do you, do you think there's more of it than there used to be?
1: I mean, I definitely feel like there is because when we were online, we were able to cope like within our own rooms, which is pretty much most of our happy places. We just get to sit in bed. Maybe people don't get to see us in our nasty pajamas and we haven't showered in two days. And so I feel like when people get stressed out um during online school, they're able to just kind of sit back. But you don't really get that kind of chance when you're in person. You're kind of just put on the spot and um you have to like think really quickly, but that just gives you even more anxiety. Just like your brain is going a thousand miles per hour and you can't think of um, ways to cope right away. Um, And so I think just like that itself builds even more anxiety and even more stress. But I don't know about you guys.
3: I definitely agree with that. I think that like social interactions have been so much different this year, which can definitely cause anxiety. Like for example, um communicating on zoom zoom was just like so much different for me like first of all nobody really talked on my zooms i feel like except for the teachers so you weren't really expected to have a bunch of like discussion things but also like a lot of my communication on zoom last year was like through the chat feature so i'm basically like texting my way through class which like obviously you can't do in person so it's just way different
4: (laughs) I definitely feel like it's more this time around because you had that, honestly, especially for kids that were online completely all last year. I can't even imagine that. That adjustment period, going back to school, especially in the beginning, that must have been so weird. Like, um, if you kids in my grade, some of them that were, I'm a sophomore, so some of them that were all online last year, that would have been their freshman year. This is like their first time being in the building, so it's its almost like freshman year all over again, and even if you weren't online, it's still kind of odd because you have all these people here, and you're actually having clubs and activities, and Like I said a little bit earlier, stuff is similar to the way it used to be. So that nervousness for what's to come. Yeah, I definitely think that's heightened this time around.
2: I think another thing that, so so speaking from my own experience, I spent all of August in the building um, just for student body related stuff. And there was only about 30 of us in the building. And I remember the first day of school walking in um, and looking from the balcony and seeing 1800 kids piled into the commons. And that was the most eye-opening <laughs> experience. And it's, I remember thinking like I was here yesterday and this place was empty and everyone is here. And for a while I was like, I don't know why I'm so anxious, um, but it was just such a new experience. And I think it it's like going from zero to 100 and having 1800 kids do that along with the pressures of doing well in school and um, having these different standards, teachers having different standards um, that you need to meet. And it just was like, it, it's like going from a summer where it was chill to now we are right back where we were a year and a half ago and no one has been here. Um, no one remembers this to the degree that it was. Mm-hmm. And if you're in high school, when I have two grades who've never even been in the building who are now um, in a place where you've got like 17, 18 year olds. um, And the last time you were in school, you had, you were surrounded by 12 year olds. So it's like the age difference and um, just the mass change that happened at such at a rate that like no one has ever had to go through along with the standards that like everyone felt that they needed to meet i think just made this experience so much harder um and now that people are starting to recognize it um i think some teachers um are being more lenient and others aren't and it's just this like big hot mess that everyone's trying to navigate um and talking about it i think is the only way that helps but yeah <sighs>
0: you know, you bring up a really good point because it's not that long ago that we were living in a world where people said, don't gather in crowds. Um, If you're going to have people outside, don't have more than like 20, 30 people, depending on what state you're in, remember to stay six feet apart. And then all of a sudden you're putting 800 people in a commons. And I bet you those people weren't six foot social distanced. It wouldn't be possible. And so It's, it's got to heighten then at a time when people are developing their social interaction patterns and all that got disrupted for a year and a half, two years. Now you've got all these new social interactions, whether you're, you know, the, the 14 year old who's suddenly hanging with the 17 year old when last you were hanging out with the 12 year old, or you're the person who, you know, maybe your entire friend group moved on and graduated and you don't know anybody. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different and new social interactions. How can how can we help students manage all of this flood of new social interactions? What are your tips and tricks for how you do that?
3: You
1: know what? It's like it feels like being the new kid at school again. If that makes any sense, like you're going from like because you saw everybody like their little like their profile pictures on Zoom and everything, but you never actually got to meet the person or even met them at all because of the two grades that, because I'm an upperclassman now, which is crazy to think about because I used to be an underclassman (laughs) when we didn't have COVID. Um, There's these two whole grades that we haven't even met. And I think it's like I said, being the new person at school and having you those like cheesy little like, Oh, it's like, how was your summer? Isn't this crazy what we're going through? That's at least how I've been handling it. Um, And I mean, it's been going pretty smoothly. And um, just kind of using it as kind of like a regular school day and how it would have been. Talking like, oh my gosh, the homework. Because those things we can always relate on, even if we didn't have the pandemic or anything. And that's what I've been using. But I don't know about you guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, as, like, awkward as small talk can be sometimes, like, sometimes it's just the best way to break the ice a little bit. I find that, like, one of the easiest things for me to do is to, like, just give someone a compliment, like, oh, I really like your outfit today, because, like, it makes them feel good, it makes you feel good, and it's just, like, an easy conversation starter, and, like, when, like, it's so hard to communicate right now, in general, like, the little things make people's day, so.
2: I also think, like, not disregarding that the pandemic happened um makes such a big difference like acknowledging that there was a year and a half of abnormal life um, and I think sometimes people try and take it away and make things try and be back to normal but reality is it isn't normal um, what the situation we're in isn't something people have had to go through before um, just acknowledging that I think just makes the conversation a little bit more comfortable. Um.
1: Yeah, I definitely use that. I would like tell people like, oh my gosh, we all actually had to get dressed today. We all had to put on an outfit and actually do stuff. That was definitely one thing I did um, on like the first few days of school saying like, guys, I usually never dress like this. I would have been in my pajamas last year. And that's something that I use or yeah, definitely like the whole getting dressed and ready thing.
4: All I can say is that no one alone in this, no one is alone in this. And it's almost like, well, it is a shared experience between all of us. So everyone having this um, weird first day of school syndrome and feeling like it's just so awkward and I don't know how to talk to these people. Don't worry, because I can assure you that everyone else feels like that because we've all gone through the same thing. We're all in the same boat here. And that's okay. That's you can you can learn how to get through it it's all right
0: you know it's interesting a couple of you have talked about, talked about homework and the difference between last year and this year and, and last year you know there were a little bit more grace have you seen more homework this year and if so how is that changing how you manage things um I will... you go no, you go ahead
1: okay um one thing that i noticed is that with online you have only have this one homework system where everything's online you can see everything and then you have in person which is both the paper homework plus the online homework because there's some teachers that just don't correlate the two together and you get kind of lost in the mix of it um and so i'll like try to focus on my paper homework and then just totally forget about my online homework and then have to jumble all together but it's like, I get kind of stressed out with it. Cause I'm like, I used to do this before COVID. Why can't you do it now? And it's just like, once again, being thrown back into the pool um, and having to do it again. And um, cause all, there's also a lot of teachers that haven't like, I They're, even though we're back in person school they haven't taken into the account um, of like what we've been through and how our brain kind of like rewired and changed. Um, and so they just kind of be like, oh, we're back in person. I can give you all the stuff I would have normally done. We're going to do two pages of homework just for this class specifically. And then you'll have um, I'm just going to disregard all the other classes that might be piling on top of you and stuff like that. And let alone ha- giving you guys time to like be well and giving time to just for ourselves.
2: I can tell you right now that my to do list is so insanely long. Um, and I don't remember the last time I had a to do list. This long, um, and I think I keep thinking back to the fact that like I did this freshman year, I did this, um, and now I'm like, how did I go and do this every day and do it well? And now I'm struggling to keep the 4.0 that I've always maintained. Um, and I think another thing is like I have so much homework and I have so much to keep up with that sometimes I forget to give myself the grace that like we've been through a year and a half um, so I think it's really important and I'm working on this too but it's really important to like address your standards um, and like acknowledge that this isn't normal and like you don't need to live up to what you've always lived up to because this isn't this isn't normal. <laughs>
3: I definitely want to echo that because I was just having that conversation with someone the other day because I was just complaining about like, why did I never struggle this much with school freshman year? Like I was able to do all these things freshman year. Like I was, it was totally normal. Like, why do I have such a problem with it now? And they were like, Molly, like, do you have any idea how much you've been through since freshman year? Like a year and a half, like your life has just like completely changed. So you can't set the same expectations for yourself as like so long ago when everything is so different teachers are treating us differently like school is just such a different environment so like you definitely have to you definitely have to cut yourself some slack a little bit because like you're it's just it's not the same at all but something that's been so helpful for me with like managing the anxiety around how much work I have to do this year is that my school made a big like Schedule change, and we now have um we never used to have any sort of like study hall time, but we now have this one hour period, um three of the five days of the week called like the flex period where we get just to just get to do like our homework and like anything any other catch up work we might need to do, which has just been so helpful for me because I get home after school and I'm just exhausted and like do not want to do work at all and so I end up just like procrastinating and then just not doing things (laughs) um so like to actually be able to do my own work like in Mm -hmm. my own space at school is so helpful because I just feel more focused at school in general so that's been like huge for me this year yeah
4: I think everyone is still recovering from the psychological trauma they've i guess endured from the pandemic and i think it's just become so normalized that no one's really acknowledging that you know it's okay to it is okay to cut yourself some slack and to understand that these things that were once easy they might be a little bit harder this time around because you know you're carrying this weight around and you've been through such a big traumatic thing and it's going to take a while to heal and that the same thing goes for everyone, but it's okay because you will eventually heal and you'll and you'll be okay.
0: So what I really hear all of you saying is that you got to put your mental health first. Um, and, and I think that's a very wise statement to say, you know, you got to put your mental health first. It may have been easy two years ago to hold up that 4.0, but the reality is the world is a very different place now. And I think we have to think, when we think about the world being a different place, we're probably gonna need different tools and different resources for students than we would have needed two two years ago. And when you think about those resources, and I like the idea of a flex period, I think that's a really great resource that's available. Are there other things that you wish your school had that could support you and your peers in the future going forward in this new world order?
1: Yeah. One thing that I had an idea was because, I mean, I really wish I had somewhere to go when I was having that anxiety attack during math Mm -hmm. class. Um, I ended up trying to go to my school counselor. Um, But, you know, sometimes they're not always the best trained for handling anxiety attacks like that. They're always caught up in doing schedules. I went up to the office lady saying, "Um, can I please talk to my counselor? And she said, Um, okay, what is something you need, da-da-da. And I was like, I'm having anxiety attack. She's like, okay, well, you're going to have to make an appointment. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, excuse me. In my head, I was like, excuse me? Let me just put my anxiety attack two hours later when she's available. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? She's like, she's having lunch right now. You're going to have to get her another time. I'm like, oh, well, this is perfect. And so I literally just had to, like, put myself back together um, in the hallways and sh- shove myself back in class and which probably wasn't the most like mentally healthiest thing to do but that's it that's like reality of it i there was nowhere where i could go and i really wish that um schools all over america and pretty much all over the world they can have a place to go when they're having a mental health crisis
2: i that's honestly such a big po- good point i was gonna say that too um i'm lucky enough to have wonderful relationships with the staff at my school and to be able to like go where I need to go. But I know not everyone has that. Um, And I think just creating a space and like, I think one thing that kids really wanna see and something that I've always heard is like schools don't care. Um, And I think the very notion of like changing that mindset can make such a big impact because at least kids feel supported. Um, And so working to do that, whether schools are a creating that space or providing access to resources, accessible resources, um, regardless of where you stand financially, um, I think just providing resources and showing that they are here to support you.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that schools need to do a little bit of a better job with their guidance counselors, clearly, after hearing (laughs) Leanna's story. But um, something that has definitely been kind of, like, a theme for me this year is that I have already gone to see my um, guidance counselor, like, three separate times just because just to like build a relationship with her because I really like her and it's important to me that she like gets to know me. But like, I feel like at my school, there's this stigma around going to see a guidance counselor because everyone's like, Oh, you're going to see your guidance counselor. Like, do you have like an issue with your schedule? Or are you like thinking about like college and stuff like that? But that's not all they're there for. Like really they should be there for you to like to support your mental health and for other things too. So like, I feel like we need to sort of normalize going to a school counselor for that reason too. I don't know. I think it's important.
4: <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about homework now because I just, I got to say, it's still like navigating a minefield with the, so I don't know about you guys, but my school uses this, um I guess, system called Canvas to do all their online assignments and stuff. So there's the, you know, the staff, they have this love-hate relationship with Canvas. Some love it, some hate it. And then they do the thing where it's like some paper on Canvas or some paper, some stuff on Canvas. And then they still don't know how to operate Canvas. And I'm just like, dude, you got to get a hold of yourself. I, we need to get on the same page here because it's getting a little bit difficult because you have all these modules published and it looks all messy and things are getting disorganized and it's like you gotta get on um you gotta get on a time frame and you just have to figure out what you're doing i know i can i can admit that we all have had a rough time and i can give you some grace but it's getting a lot at this point it kind of just feels like they don't care anymore. And-
0: and that's a that's a really, really important thing is that sometimes when people are really doing the best they can in their world, it does feel like they don't care, especially when the impact gets felt as you as students. And I think that's one of the things that can happen. Of How do you know when your anxiety has become more than your school counselor and the resources you have at school can handle? How do you know when you need to get help outside of your school?
1: Um, for me, I've actually been on that track having to do that. Um, I had counseling during COVID, um, for my anxiety and ADHD, but, um, I guess I didn't really, I during that time specifically, I didn't really need it because with online school, like I said before, I could just cope and like turn off my camera. Um, but now with, um, in-person school, I've noticed that like I've told you guys before, going to the guidance counselor isn't really gonna uh, fix most of my uh, situations. And so um, I've been working with my dad and my mom to find a therapist outside of school that could give me tips and tricks for if I am having anxiety attack during school, if I can't focus at any point. And what I noticed in the signs was that it was just getting consistent. It wasn't just like it one and done, like maybe every two mm-hmm. weeks or so, it was like starting to happen like. During like specific times, during um, like almost every single day of the week. And it doesn't have to be every single day of the week for you, but just if you see like a really like significant pa- pattern, then you might wanna reach out for help outside of school.
2: I personally think that the moment it's consuming your life um, to the point where like you aren't able to focus on other things, it's time to address the problem. I think that was my like, my starting point when i realized that like there's more to it um that is a signal that to reach out for help
1: yeah and like one of the other signals like for me that was really significant was um of course the math one but i had this one day during language arts where i don't know why but i was just having like this mental spiral and I could not focus in class like mm-hmm. no matter how hard I would like self-talk and say like Leanna you need to get back on track Leanna like other people are doing it why can't you do it and like just type a few words down like I my brain was so clouded and so foggy and mm. I was like so shaky to the point where I just couldn't do my work and I went an entire ha- um, one hour class period without, like, a single word on my paper, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably not a good thing, Um, and so I, it was that night that I reached out to my parents.
3: Yeah, I think when, I feel like when I started to reach out for help, it was when I felt like my anxiety was just sort of, like, taking over every aspect of my life, because Mm -hmm. it definitely stemmed from school at first, because I've always, like, worked my hardest at school and put a lot of effort in there. But when it started to affect like other areas of my life, like when it was affecting my performance in sports and what was going on outside um, of school, that's when I was kind of like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't live like this. I can't let this anxiety just take over my life.
4: Yeah. Once it starts consuming you. And I mean, I, You'll probably get the indicator because this happened to me before the pandemic. I was very lucky enough to have um, to seek out therapy and deal with all that stuff before the pandemic, because I've always had some some issues. Um, And I think you'll just you'll get that little indicator when you try to talk to your guidance counselor and you'll just feel the kind of I don't know that they just don't really know how to help you and they can do and They're doing the best that they can, and it's just they can't do anymore. When you, when you get that feeling, it'll be something that'll creep up on you. Then, I think that's time when it's, um, it's time to reach out for some help outside of school to deal with some more things, like some better trained people, some people who know more that, um, more that's going on, and don't have to worry about scheduling kids.
0: Well, you know, I, it's, I'm it's i really glad that you all shared about your own experiences reaching out for help, because my hope is, is that you're going to inspire somebody listening to this podcast today to reach out for help themselves, because help is available. Anxiety is very, very treatable. We have a lot of different mechanisms. We have a lot of talk therapy tips and tricks that many of you have talked about, different ways to organize, time blocking, et cetera, et cetera that can help you cope with anxiety. Even such things as simple making of lists can be really, really helpful in dealing with anxiety. So it's not always about pills. It's often about skills and what skills you can use to build, you know, I know for me, I've got my own little meditation beach that sometimes I go to, and that meditation beach is a really great place to go. But those are skills that I learned from somebody who taught me how to do that. And I want to encourage all of you to check out the resources on the worktobewell.org website. We have modules around anxiety. We've got some mindfulness tips. And we even have a self care kit that you can build yourself that will help you with your anxiety, especially right there in the moment. I want to thank everybody for joining me on Talk to Be Well and being open to talking about your own anxiety. We could go on for another half an hour. And I think we are going to want to revisit this topic, especially as the school year goes on. Because something tells me as COVID continues its grip, there's going to be a lot more anxiety, especially as we get around, uh, I don't know, homecoming, prom, some of those other types of activities that maybe we haven't been part of for the next, uh, for the last two years that we're going to have to think about. So I'm hoping that you'll be open to coming back and sharing your experiences, your anxieties, your triggers, and how you talk about it and how you manage it. If you are looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, please check us out at Providence.org. And like I said, check out the resources that are available at WorkToBeWell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and these are our guests from the National Student Advisory Council who've been with us today. Thank you again for joining us, and everybody be well.